everyone and welcome to Wise Campus Podcast. I'm Sylvia. And I'm Eva. We are your host for this episode. Thank you for listening. Wise Campus stands for Women in International Security. We're a student-led organization dedicated to empower young women in the field of peace and security, starting at the university level. As part of that effort, we are inviting our partners, Young Professional in Foreign Policy, also called YPFP. With us, Dr. Cristiana Lavinia Badolescu, co-managing director of the Brussels branch. Welcome and thank you for accepting our invitation. We'll discuss in this episode the work of YPFP Brussels on gender equality and their gender initiative 2020 in practice. Let's see if there is a generational movement for more equality between men and women in the field of international security. 2020 was a year of celebration. The Beijing Declaration and Platform for Action and the UN Security Council Resolution 1325 on Women, Peace and Security were respectively created 20 and 25 years ago. What are the lessons learned? We will welcome and discuss the view of Dr. Daniela Radu, independent researcher and consultant. We hope you will enjoy the discussion. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel and follow our activities on social media. To starting this discussion, can you tell us about YPFP? What are your missions and activities? Yes, of course. Young Professionals in Foreign Policy is a global non-profit, non-partisan organization, impact-oriented, which strives every day to empower its members with the knowledge, skills, networks, and opportunities required to become the change makers and leaders of tomorrow in the international affairs field. We are headquartered in Washington, D.C. and have branches across 12 time zones on both sides of the Atlantic in the community of over 20,000 young professionals. Our Brussels branch was established in 2008 and represents young professionals um, drawn from diverse backgrounds, including public administrations, politics, think tank, business, NGOs, and academia. In terms of uh, activities, I'd like to mention here our roundtable series with ambassadors and permanent representatives to the EU, our tools of the trade series led by professionals, where our members have the opportunity to build skills and our advisors program, which has a peer-focused development angle where advisees can learn from their advisors who are experienced professionals in the mid or senior term of their careers. More specifically, can you tell us about your commitment as an organization to gender equality? What did you do to tackle this subject internally and externally? So we share and promote values such as democracy, multilateralism, human rights and gender equality amongst our community members, followers and friends. Gender is at the top of our organizational agenda and integrated into our programming as well as internal organigram. We have a gender balanced leadership board and team structures, and we strive to promote a respectful and inclusive working environment that embraces diversity. We host inclusive events and meetings. As a matter of fact, we're committed to organize uh, panels that uh, respect gender parity. Uh, for instance, our Gender Initiative 2020 hosted male and female experts, both uh, juniors and seniors. Um, into our events, and we will continue to promote the same gender parity and inclusivity into our future events. 
So let's talk about your gender initiative 2020. So because of our attachment to gender equality, as explained earlier, we could think of no better time to launch a dedicated flagship gender initiative 2020 on the topic than the coinciding anniversaries of both the Beijing Declaration and Platform for Action and the United Nations Security Council Resolution 3025 on Women, Peace and Security. We brought to the forefront several gender-related themes in a series of digital events, expert interviews, short action-oriented videos on our YouTube channel, uh, and publications, all available on our website. And we also joined the multi-generational campaign led by UN Women called Generation Equality, Realizing Women's Rights for an Equal Future. Um, we aimed at informing young professionals and youth in general about uh, the Beijing Declaration and Platform for Action in the Women, Peace and Security Agenda, as well as uh, provide them with an opportunity to discuss, exchange and contribute to the generational movement created by Generation Equality. We also wanted to have conversations with uh, people doing work on the ground. And this is why we reached out to practitioners with field experience in Syria, Ghana, Cyprus, Kosovo, to gain a broader picture of what's happening there in the area of women, peace and security. What would you like to say to students, but also the younger generations? And in your opinion, how can young leaders in international affairs carry out a gender lens in their professional career? Students and young professionals can be part of the solution. Besides documentation on the subject matter, uh, they are well positioned to advocate for equal rights and challenge uh, stereotypes that perpetuate exclusion and inequalities. They can, for instance, join social media campaigns, organize events in their classes, schools and communities uh, on gender equality, share their opinions through blog posts uh, and any other written pieces, uh, call out sexism and act against harassment, and in general, express their opinions loud and clear in order to socialize those around them about the importance of getting involved in this journey for gender equality. Young people from any background or identity, students, young professionals, and in general youth working together for equality and advancement uh, for all people can make a difference and encourage a transformational uh, change in the society. I would like to say that youth, students, and young professionals included can be a source of motivation to others in taking action towards achieving gender equality and I'd encourage them to use their potential and voice to continue inspiring their generation to act today for equality and advancement for all. What is happening today in the world? Uh, inequalities, discrimination, violence based on gender concerns them as well. Uh, when we're talking about gender equality, we're talking about the fundamental human right. Uh, and uh, it is also a key for cultivating a peaceful, prosperous and sustainable world. What is the role of students and young professionals when it comes to reaching gender equality? Well, I think everyone has a role to play in achieving gender equality and that small actions matter and help further building a world where no one is left behind. The most important thing is to acknowledge the issue and do something, no matter how small the gesture. 
Students and young professionals have an important role to play in promoting gender equality as they are the leaders of tomorrow. And this is the core of what we're trying to do, not just through the gender initiative, but all our initiatives. In the short term, increase awareness and share knowledge and best practices. And in the long term, uh, help create and reinforce good habits so that when they are leaders, it is natural to do those necessary actions consistently and in an informed way. In today's podcast, we will get some insight about the 1325 resolution and its normative aspect from Dr. Daniela Radu. Daniela Radu holds a PhD in international relations from the National University of Political Studies and Public Administration in Bucharest. Dr. Daniela Radu benefits both from an academic expertise in international politics and peace building and fieldwork in conflict zone. We would like to thank her and YPFP for their participation. Twenty years after the adoption of United Nations Security Council Resolution 1325 on Women, Peace and Security, we ask ourselves if this has led to new behaviors or produced positive changes in the lives of women, victims of armed conflicts. The abuses and experiences of women in conflict areas pose fundamental questions about our own empathy, which make us wonder about the limits of our ability to understand, get involved, act across physical borders. Let's imagine a pyramid. The upper layer contains the social norms and cultural values that are generally accepted by a society. I think it's important that the message of the resolution interwines with these norms and values. One can say, sure, but the resolution's message may have no effect on failed states or conflict-affected societies. What impact and power can the voice of abused women have? This is a challenge. This wall must be torn down. Action is the answer. The resolution is like a force to put things in motion. It can exert normative pressure. This normative pressure should continue to carry truth until it leads to new behaviors and violent patterns begin to wither away. The middle layer of the pyramid stands for the community's female victims of armed conflict are a part of. Actually, women are aware of the various aspects of abuse and can revitalize institutions to prevent such abuses from happening again. The resolution can be a reliable ally which legitimates the action and encourages them to act. The base of the pyramid stands for the individual structures, namely female victims of armed conflicts. The resolution does not simply aim to give a voice to women, but to empower them, help them recover, fight for their rights, regain their autonomy and make a difference. The three layers interact with one another from the top to the base and vice versa. The resolution is the foundation, it is a call to action in order to improve the lives of women in conflict-affected areas. If we do not humanize human rights, this will continue to be an abstract concept. 20 years after its adoption, the resolution 
invites us to do so. Let's do more, march our efforts, and deliver on our statements. Results will be seen on the ground in the daily lives of female victims of armed conflicts. What a rich statement. Thank you so much, Daniela, for joining us today. So I would like to start by saying that I think it's very important to concentrate on the three levels Daniela highlighted in her statement, three levels of analysis. So the statement contains a macro, meso and micro approach of the United Nations Security Council Resolution 3025. She uses the image of a pyramid to focus on these three layers of uh, analysis, which need to interact with one another from the top to the base and vice versa. The idea is that the resolution 3025 on women, peace and security must be present at each of these levels, at the level of society, at the level of community, and at uh, the individual level, in, in our case, at the level of female victims of armed conflict. If it remains blocked only at one level, the macro one, for example, the resolution risks to become a slogan or a catchphrase repeating itself without any impact, which in turn will only invalidate the reason for which it was created in the first place, which is to produce changes in the lives of female victims of armed conflicts. Given what you said, that this led me to, to the question of, um, like, did it bring any change? Because uh, we could see last year with all the events cele celebrating the anniversary of the resolution, like the focus was a lot put on the lack of concrete impact. And Daniela's statement also uh, mentioned different kind of possible impacts, as, as you said, at each level. But on the ground, what do we see? What, what did it do? And um, on my view, if I can start uh, on that, positively, it has become a tool for local women's organizations, uh, so like a part of their repertoire of actions. So they can, they can use this resolution as a, as a lobbying tool. They can go to authorities, to states, other organizations and say, we have this resolution, you need to include us. We need to have a, a seat at the table, you know? So indeed, as, as uh, Daniela states, it, it can be empowering on that point. Uh, do you see any other aspects that are worth highlighting? Uh, I, uh, I agree with you on this point, um, but I think it's very important to highlight that. Uh, so in the years since the adoption of uh, Resolution 3025, the international community has built an impressive normative framework on women, peace and security. Yet, despite this progress, it can often uh, be challenging to see any improvement in the reality of women in conflict-affected settings. And here, for instance, uh, we can think of uh, women survivors of sexual violence, of conflict-related sexual violence in Bosnia and Herzegovina. They still have not seen justice decades after the end of the conflict there. Um, we can also think of uh, the fact that women continue to bear the burden of conflict. They continue to be excluded from peace building and peacemaking efforts. I think it's very important uh, to be conscious of the gap between the progress achieved 
at the normative level versus too little progress in the implementation of the resolution on the ground with concrete results in the lives of women victims of uh, armed conflict. Yes, and I also wanted to add that uh, really often in UN resolutions and in UN agencies, women are still described that as uh, vulnerable uh, actors because they are the, the most affected by conflicts, but also, for example, natural disasters. Also men, they need to see women not just as vulnerable, but also as actors. Indeed, but we have also resolutions such as um, Resolution 1889 and 21-22, which reminds us that women can and do serve as uh, powerful actors, as agents of change, as actors who have agency to uh, contribute to the rebuilding of their communities and to peace building. I think that's also very important to to highlight and not to fall only in this uh, thinking that, that women are only victims. I do agree with both of you that, that it's good that we emphasize agency uh, but also the diversity of conflict experiences. Um, and in that sense, I think that gender is a very good analytical tool to highlight those various experiences on the ground. Yeah, I think, I think this is very important. And I think we need to start from this to understand that women are not a homogeneous group and just as men, right? Women are not one coherent group. Uh, they can be on both sides of the conflict uh, and among the warring parties, for instance. Their views means acknowledging them as political actors influenced by agendas, by group interests, as well as the trauma and hardship of, of, uh, of war. Uh, here we're concentrating, we're talking about women as victims of conflict, uh, of armed conflict. Uh, we're not, not focusing on women as combatants or women who uh, perpetuate violence, but we do recognize that uh, women are not a homogeneous group. And I think that's very important to highlight yeah, women are not just uh, qualified as their gender or their sexuality. There is also a question of class, for example, over, of ethnicity. There are some programs in um, peace and security that uh, uh, have been implemented in countries as Afghanistan. And uh, some uh, um, NGOs stress the fact that the, the women that most benefit from those programs uh, were belonging to, the, to rich segments of, of the society. I think, as Daniela says in her statement, the resolution is like a force to put things in motion. It can exert normative pressure, uh, which should continue to carry through until it leads to new behaviors and violent patterns begin to wither away. That's also key. And we need to uh, emphasize that women's experiences are not just about their own selves, but also about a model of insecurity perpetuated at the structural level. In conflict-affected countries mostly, gender inequality is accepted as a normality. And even in the post-conflict reconstruction periods, uh, those society continue to reproduce, reproduce subordination and uh, exclusion. We hope you enjoyed this Wise Campus podcast with YPFE Brussels. Thank you so much for listening.
Thank you. Thank you. To keep track of our next episode, you can subscribe to our channel on all your favorite platforms. And don't forget to follow us on our social media and learn more about Wise Canvas and Wise Brussels on wisebrussels.org.